Are you a man looking for an intensive program to help you overcome your sexually addictive behaviors? Gateway to Freedom is your answer. Gateway to Freedom is a three-day intensive workshop for men seeking to overcome sexually addictive behaviors. Whether married, single, or divorced, Gateway to Freedom will help men regain hope for a new life of purity and real contentment. The workshop is conducted by experts in the field of sexual addiction recovery. Your experts have over 35 years of combined experience. Read testimonials of workshop alumni at gatewaymen.com. Get all the info and register online at gatewaymen.com or call 1-800-49-PURITY. Hi, my name is Jonathan, and I'm the founder of the Gateway to Freedom Workshop. I want to personally invite you to be part of our next intensive coming up July 11th through the 13th. So call us today at 1-800-49-PURITY or visit gatewaymen.com. Welcome to Pure Sex Radio, training men, educating women. Are you ready to get real and start living each day in purity? This dynamic program is designed to educate, encourage, and equip listeners with the tools necessary for living a life of sexual purity. Pure Sex Radio brings you the best in mobile talk radio. Listen to real-life struggles, learn how to overcome lust, pornography, and sex addiction, and get serious about purity. Your hosts for Pure Sex Radio are Jonathan Doherty and Stephen Cervantes. Jonathan is the director of Be Broken Ministries and founder of the Gateway to Freedom Workshop for Men. Stephen is the founder of the Hope Counseling Center. Visit us online at puresexradio.com. And now, please welcome Jonathan and Stephen on Pure Sex Radio. Good day, radio listeners. Welcome to this week's edition of the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. We're glad to have you here with us. My name is Jonathan, and I'm here with Stephen. Stephen, how are you? I'm happy today. Excellent. It's good, <laughs> it's good to be happy. It's good to be happy. Well, hey, before we get started, uh, listeners, we just want to remind you, as we do every now and then, that we're a listener-supported broadcast. This means that these programs, uh, they don't get produced or distributed without the uh, support of folks just like you. So if you feel like you're benefiting from this program or if you just like to support what we're doing, we're so grateful for our Purity Partners. And uh, you can learn about the ways that you can support us, either financially or in other ways, by simply going to puresexradio.com and then clicking on the Donate button. Well, Stephen, uh, you didn't give me a whole lot of direction before this program. but Surprise! But, but you said, hey, just turn me loose. So I'm going to turn you loose. And apparently we're talking about how how should we look at, at, at a woman. And so I'm curious to see where this goes, as I'm sure our listeners are as well. That's good. Well, I'm excited. It's a new day. God is good. We're blessed. And, um, and you know, we have faith. So that's exciting to go forward. So we try to ask ourselves questions on this radio show. If you're a first-time listener... Um, questions that would challenge ourselves and challenge others. 
And so this thought came to me. I wonder how many men are really trained on how to look at a woman. You know, how many conversations have you had, Jonathan, with a father figure or a father or an uncle? Somebody just stepped in and said, son, you know, women can be challenging and exciting and interesting. And let me just tell you how you should view a woman. (laughs) I don't think that's the, well, you know, I'm sure that happens, but it's not the typical training Mm. that, that, boys get from an uncle or a fat yeah. father or whatever. I was thinking brother. the training I got was whistle as they walk by, gawk, mm-hmm. you know. And that was some catty remark. And and I'm I'm sure that wasn't even uh specific training. That was observation training, right? That's right. That's right. I just watched the other older guys say, Hey baby. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay. But that sets an agenda, right? Immediately sets a sexual agenda. And so how should a man look at a woman? And so, you know, it's kind of a dumb, simple question, but but it's we're in the training business, right? And so nothing should be off the table, even simple questions. I mean, if, if we're going to train to be honest and explore, every question should be explored. Well, to be honest, I think that we... We are, we're not only hurting ourselves, but we're hurting future generations by making assumptions about what we think, you know, is common knowledge, you know, or should be common knowledge. And I think the society we're living in today, it's so pornified right. <laughs> that, that the, the training that is happening on, to a larger and larger scale is so far from what's healthy and pure and good that we need to be uh, intentional about something that may seem very, very basic, mm. but it's really, really important. I'm sure we're going to have plenty of listeners that are going to say, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't taught that. I didn't think that. Right. I, I, I mean, maybe this is the first time I've ever even heard it. That's good. So as we're talking, see, this is a very dynamic show where we sort of work it through. And as we're talking, I'm even refining my own question because I think we have to come back to how does a man value a woman, right? I mean, I think that's a whole program to come back to. When you see a woman, what's really healthy thinking? Because I was going to refine today's show to how to look at a woman that really is appealing to you. And do you think I'm changing the topic or am I focusing the topic? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because I'm focusing the topic. Because I think when you look at a woman, you I mean, I think... That's a very broad thing. Are we going to look at her as a... There's a lot of a, complexity there. Yes, exactly. Can, yeah. And this is a sexual strugglers program, okay, where we're helping guys be healthy. So I'm I'm kind of slanting it, and I'm not minimizing there's value in really viewing right. a woman as God's creation. I mean, and I think we should have a show on that. What What should we just tell men that they should be thinking? But and so part of this program will address that. But but the dilemma to a man is when a beautiful woman shows up in his eyesight, in his face, in his community, and right, you know, where in his space. What happens to that man, and how should that man manage himself, and what should he say to himself, and what should he do, when when a woman who, if I could use this language, triggers you into arousal, because this is a beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not devaluing average women. I'm not. I'm not talking. I don't mean to cheap, but not beautiful women. I'm just saying, 
what should a man do when he sees whatever he deems to be a beautiful woman? And that's just it. You know, the old saying, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. That's right. So when when you say beautiful woman, whatever whatever that, that, whatever that is for you is right. going to be different from somebody else. Yes. So, so that's the question. How does How should a man look at a beautiful woman? I mean, and so... We're going to go down that path right now because it, it's potentially dangerous mm-hmm. if he doesn't own that, if he doesn't manage his thoughts, if he doesn't do healthy thinking, if he sort of creates a little fantasy, if he does something stupid, if he gets a little flirty, or if he drops his guard. If he, You know what I mean? Because the, the, one of the thoughts that occurred to me is beautiful people are sort of dangerous people to, to us because we're in our weakness. Not, not really right. put us in danger, but... But if you're weak and they're very powerfully beautiful, whatever you deem that to be, our weakness wants to come out. Mm-hmm. And so how do we manage that dynamic of being smart and sane and Christ-like in a moment when my weakness wants to surge out because overwhelming beauty has just shown up? And I think, I mean, as as soon as you say that, two two things immediately pop into my head. The, the one is, is uh, sort of embracing or being able to be okay with the reality of what just naturally occurs in that instant. And then the other component of that is really what I would deem in this category of like redirection. Because when, as soon as you said that, I said, okay, you know, you're saying, Hey, what happened? What, what happens when you, when you see a beautiful woman? Well, there's going to be a natural response. Mm Mm-hmm. And then I think what you're talking about is then where do you take that to a godly direction? Healthy, godly, emotionally mature, grown-up man. Yeah, yes. and those are and and I don't think we need to make those I don't think we need to pit those against one another. It's just how do you it seems to me like how do you create sort of a pro, a flow from one to the other? Yeah. Because I think there's a lot of guys that feel really conflicted about that, you Good. know. Good. Then now you got the program. Okay. <laughs> so I'm backing up again because beautiful women can be dangerous in that they, they invite your weaknesses out. Number two, that they could almost be used as a gateway drug. Beautiful women can be used like a gateway drug to a man, right? Mm-hmm. Just pure arousal. Just sit in it and, and, and push the arousal and build on that. Because I think you're right. Everybody would acknowledge beauty. And that beauty is more exciting than the opposite of beauty, not beauty. Mm-hmm. And there is a biological response, a wow response that you get. Wow, that's just pretty. That's just wow. That's beautiful. Wow. And that's like our bio- biological response, right? Um, and some guys, like, their tongue just ain't like, duh. They just sort of lose whatever, whatever strength and confidence they Sanity. Have. Yeah, they just for a moment go, yeah. Their, their breath is taken away or something. So I'm not making excuses. I'm just trying to explain there's a dynamic that happens that w- it's important to be careful with this dynamic. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean just because, it, why do I say it's dangerous? I mean, there's no knives or guns or glass with sharp objects, but but because we're flesh, right? Mm-hmm. It, it Beauty can... Im- invite my weakness out to say I, I want to get I want I like beauty I like close beauty uh, 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 I'm mm-hmm. even stumbling beauty you know well yeah because the danger you're talking about is more on a on a soul level an emotional level a moral level. you know there's 
the the danger there. It, I think of it in this way: you, you, as you're describing that, I'm thinking of of things that can that can be both uh, wonderful and dangerous, depending on how you use them. Fire, for instance. I mean, hey, fire is a great thing for energy, for cooking food, for warmth, but if it's used in a if it's outside of a particular context if it's used in a way that's that has no boundaries to it then it's extremely dangerous it's going to burn your house down it could kill you i mean there's mm-hmm. and and so i think of it in when i think of danger like you're talking about i think of it in that way hey beauty is wonderful yes that's good but out it, it, like the fire you know it's Which, wonderful in a context within a certain limitation thank you that's great clarification that's exactly my point it's wonderful and it's for purpose and mm-hmm. it's to honor god and it's to show us how beautiful god is beauty is a reflection of god right everything on this side reflects the other side so beauty is a reflection of how beautiful god is but we know man in flesh and distortion. So what happens when you see a beautiful woman? You you have to think on three levels. How do I act? What do I think? And how do I feel? Right? Because uh, how are you going to carry yourself? Are you going to change any? Are you going to be nicer or friendlier or funnier? Are you going to be the same? And are you going to think, oh, I want her to like me. I like her. Oh, I want to go stand near her. Oh, I think I'll sit right behind her. And, and what do you start? And then the arousal piece comes up and you go, oh, this is good. This is nice. Oh, I want more. Right? We have to sort of monitor ourselves on. And, and then I guess, how do I put the spiritual in with that? Act, think, feel, and then let my spirit lead instead mm-hmm. of my flesh lead. Well, and I think that's a good, you know, I, I don't know if those are necessarily, if you put those in, in any particular order or if it's just kind of, because I, I don't know if they're that, you know, I think in a moment like what you're talking about, uh, they're probably not that cut and dried, you know, because sometimes, because what you're talking about is, if we were to put it on a timeline, we're probably into fractions of seconds. Mm. Yes. When they say, because everything I mean, flies fast. Every that's guy true. that's listening is going to understand what we're talking. When you when you enter a room and and maybe you see a beautiful woman and you're talking milliseconds, all this stuff. You know, what am I going to what am I going to do? Feel, think. And it's like that's so maybe all, that the point. Your point is sl- we have to slow it down. Bingo. Yeah, I think what we have to do is I think we do have to kind of maybe maybe stretch these out. What am I going to do? Mm-hmm. Pull what, it apart. Right? Well, and. And and the other thing too is what am I thinking, and what am I going to think? What am I feeling, and what am I going to do about it? You know, so it's like yeah, yeah. But you know what's interesting about what you're saying? It flies by in a half second. Why? Because we've thought it a thousand times. Mm. Sometimes we don't even know what we're thinking, and it goes by so quick because we've thought it. We don't. The brain loves to be automatic. It just does the same thing over and over. You know how we're habitual beings. It's easy. And it, it, we need to be habitual beings to survive. We can mm-hmm. make every decision, every all the decisions there new every day. That's too much trouble. So, so we have encoded an old thought process in us. And it's like, when do you go look at your thought process? When do you review your activity? When do you? Do you well, and this is probably why change is so difficult. Because really, what you're talking about is is stuff that has been encoded and repeated from childhood. So and and think about think and about how refined over time and, too, right? And that's just it. I think the the more experiences then that you have from childhood 
that reinforce those kind of patterns of like what you were saying. Hey, I learned to just, you know, whistle and, and, you know, hoop and holler when a, when a pretty girl comes. Well, that was what was encoded. Yeah. And then it was repeated and refined over time. And so that's why change is very difficult because it, it has a long, long history all the way back to really, uh, critical beginning points, like in formation years of formation of our bodies, formation of our minds, formation of our Ooh. souls. And so, and so that's deeply, it's encoded, very deeply, encoded. and that's why it goes by so fast. And when was the last time you thought and got in touch with your body and say, "What am I doing right now? What am I thinking right now? What am I feeling right now? What do I want right now?" We, and addicts don't do this. Okay, mm-hmm. they, addicts are poor students of themselves, right? They have a program they're working, and they got they they know their ritual and their sequence and their end. They sort of are oblivious. They don't slow down and go in and go, you know what? I'm going to be a really good student of myself. And we are challenging men right now. Be a student of yourself. When you see beauty, go inside. What's happening to you right now? What am I thinking right now? And is that helpful thinking? What do I want right now? And is that helpful? Is that God honoring? Is that emotional growth? Is that maturity thinking? Mm-hmm. And and I think the reason that this is such a difficult process is because would you agree that that part of what has happened over the with the encoding and the repeated process is that we have um we have in essence grown this very very large um feeling center in this in the sense of uh, you know arousal biology emotion mm-hmm. and we've shrunk to a minuscule size the thinking reasoning active will Center. So it's like, in in a way, we've we've let emotion, raw feeling, kind of take the lead. We've we've let that be the 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 rudder, so to speak, on our ship. And mm-hmm. so when we, like you said, the reason we it happens so fast is, hey, we just go where the mood takes us. So if you're if you're in a moment where you see a beautiful woman. It's a half second, and all of a sudden, the thoughts, fantasies, everything, everything going that rolled, way. The program rolls right out. Yeah, and, yes. and maybe what you're what we're saying is, you know, how how do you begin to look at a woman differently? Is you slow down so that you can get more of a balance between let me let me bring my mind into this, let me bring yes. my will into this rather my spirit than spirit into this. That's yeah, rather right. than just letting my emotion take in me. My old program, right. my old thinking, my old acting mode, right? And it's. It's it's sort of a selfish, self-centered sort of me get what I need moment, right? What would you say would be maybe some helpful? Because sometimes I think it's important for guys to have what I might call just like some popcorn phrases. Yeah, I that... got them. You're ahead of me. Okay, We're good. Going. Yeah, I, I hope know you got a few. I wrote a few down, but I want to say. That I think what happens, and, and we're really, we're painting the picture of what happens, and we're going slow about this, so people can really kind of sort of think about these things. Because I think three things happen when beauty shows up, and you're a male sexual being, and beauty shows up. I think your flesh becomes a two-year-old <laughs> and says, hey, when I was two, I wanted my truck and my toy, and I didn't want you to have it, it was mine. So I think when you're a grown-up, Male, even if your sexuality comes out, your flesh comes out, it says, Mine. Mm-hmm. I want that. That's beautiful. Mine. I want, why can't I have that? Mine. I mean, there's just like a really immature. Should we be telling this on the radio? Cause women are going, Are men really like that? Are they so, such lugs that, 
Well, to be to be fair, there are certain things that I think can trigger a woman into a two-year-old mode too. But that's not, we're not going to talk about show. that on okay, this program. Good, good. So a guy can hit a two-year-old phase and go, "Wow, I want that. That's nice. That's pretty. That's shiny. It's like my red truck. I want it. I want to take it home. Mine." So some flesh can come out. Some biology can surge, and your you get biological responses of pleasure. It's pleasurable to look at beauty. It's it's comforting. You know, is is looking at train wrecks of cars all mangled and is that relaxing? Oh no! Mm. You go up on a car scene and somebody's hanging out all it's all torn up and burned. Up. Oh no, that's not relaxing to your body. But beauty is often very relaxing to your body. I, I don't remember who did this study, but it was I think it was all the way back into the eighties where they did a, a study where they just they just randomly showed a whole group of people. Uh, they they showed different photographs. You know, one is a beautiful sunset, something might yeah. be like a train wreck, whatever, and then they'd show a beautiful woman, and they monitored brain waves. Well, consistently across the board with the men, there were these exponential spikes in biological response, brain activity when yeah. you know heart rate. And the right? thing is, Pulse. and 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 even the the even the folks in the study could have been. Could have admitted saying, listen, you know, they were saying, what's the most relaxing environment, whatever. And they, a lot of guys would be like, oh, just some time by a, a, a creek or I love the mountains. And yes, there is a type of maybe connection, beauty, relaxation that we get from that. But there's a whole different realm of response that I think our bodies are wired to as men when you see a beautiful woman. It's just in the program. And I mean, this is where, and this is where I think it's important for guys to understand that. Not in order to abuse that, but in right. order to understand that when you see a beautiful woman and there's that spike in brain, you know, in the, in the endorphin release and all that, that you didn't do something wrong in that moment. Mm. Now what you do from that moment. Right. <laughs> is an important factor in your, you know, your moral health and, and other things, but, I think it's important to understand that there is God wired us that way. And, you know, I think it's, you know, it's interesting because that I can almost hear women out there saying, yeah, when he looks at a beautiful woman, it sort of threatens me. And it, mm -hmm. and I feel less than and like he wants that more than me. And it creates a whole dynamic. And so so it's like guys will say, don't, don't, don't look, but don't let her see you looking because it makes her uncomfortable. It becomes this whole game. Where we can't be honest and go, hey, look, that's a beautiful woman. Yeah, that's a beautiful woman. Mm -hmm. You know, both can actually be in the same space because it's obvious whatever beauty is, it's it's obvious. Well, I think part of that is one of the reasons I think we can't be honest is because especially for guys who've developed an addiction, there's such a history of then taking that to such right. an abusive Absolutely. level that it's very it feels very unsafe for both parties, the man and the wife, to be able to for him to be able to say, Well, there's a beautiful woman and then move on, whereas she's thinking, Yeah, I know what you used to do with beautiful women. I know what you used to do with porn right. and and so her mind immediately goes to you can only see beauty in a lustful way. And what we're trying to say is, no, there is a way that men can can be able to see beauty, it passes and they move on and it's not something that has right. to threaten the relationship or That's good. So I was saying flesh surges and says, I want it. Biology starts racing the system. And if we're not careful, fantasy starts to say, why? Why can't you play there? Well, look, that's young and fit and, 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 you know, shapely. And why can't you have that? And why don't you make a fantasy up? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so you have to sort of capture yourself and be mature about it. Uh, so I was going to use some lines because, because I do think what we need is to engage our brain. 
to manage the system, right? Because two-year-old wants to run out, biology wants to surge, fantasy part wants to go, hey, make up a story. But we need to engage our brain and get our spirit and brain to work together. Mm -hmm. So what can you say and what have you heard men say? And I want to go over some of the lines that you've heard along the way to check yourself after you get this initial surge. Well, one one that immediately popped into my mind was uh, we've been affiliated uh, with Music for the Soul, and they've got a whole DVD series that they've done that's called Somebody's Daughter. And so one of the things that's really resonated with me is, okay, you see a beautiful woman. There may be that, you know, like you said, biological surge or whatever, and my immediate thought will be that's somebody's daughter. And it reframes my perspective then on that person. I've got two daughters. If I see another beautiful woman and I go, there's a dad out, there's another dad, that's somebody's daughter. I've got daughters. I know what it feels like to protect and want to nurture them and make sure they are not violated and not hurt. And so it's like that can immediately shift your perspective on how you see a woman. That's what you just said versus biology, versus immaturity, sexuality response. It's like a grown-up man, a godlike, this is a human being, this is a daughter, this is a sister. Mother, this is a woman. This is somebody's daughter. That's mm-hmm. good. So I, I want to back up because I think as reading through books, we've all read this line. I remember the three second rule, mm-hmm. right? You heard that. Yeah. Three seconds. And then the next one is if you look too long, you look wrong. Right? Yeah. So there are these little lines that, you know, it's like self talk. You ever talk to yourself? You ever find yourself talking to yourself? No, never, Steve. <laughs> yes, it's, I do. It's when, we, it's when we answer and argue. Right, yeah. yeah no. So I, we all do self-talk. And it's like, well, what should I do about that? And so so if you say, hey, remember the three-second rule, that will break you out of fantasy, right? And, and part of what we want to do is bring you and ground you in reality and truth rather than let the fantasy part then say, why don't you play and why can't you? And you should be able to capture these thoughts and maybe use them later even, you Mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. It's like, how do you snap that? How do you break that with reality? So the three-second rule, if you look too long, you look wrong. Another line that I've told myself is move along. Just move along. Mm -hmm. Move along. And and you you just repeat it several times. Move along, move along, right? Mm -hmm. And the other one was sometimes beauty is dangerous. As you say that, it's sort of anything that snaps you from fantasy. And I think I think everything that you're talking about there starts with a willingness for us to really just be honest with ourselves. See, because sometimes what ends up, you know, because what you're saying is to get to where you're talking about, mm-hmm. you have to be honest with yourself. And listen, guys that are listening out there, you know what I'm talking about. You know when beauty is threatening to you. You know it. Mm-hmm. Don't pretend that you can handle it. Don't pretend that you, oh, you didn't see her. That I mean, just stop pretending with yourself. I think we gotta, we got to be more honest That's with good. ourselves. Okay, so I want to go down my list of things, just in case guys have not heard these. These may be helpful because some guys may be hearing these for the first time. In, in the addiction community, you hear this line, I don't need to know that. Mm-hmm. Oh, what did her hair look like? What was she wearing? If you just saw somebody going down the sidewalk, you say, I don't need to know that. Because your brain will start to make up reasons for you to go. 
hey, did, did you see? And what was that? And what color? Hey, should you check out that body? Did you see? No, I don't need to know that. And, and I want to say, so you may have it on your list there, but I want to tell our listeners something that you had mentioned years ago that has stuck with me forever. And it's simply this. My God is enough. My wife is enough. I have enough. And I'm content. Amen. And that has always stuck with me because, Amen. and so when I'll have those moments where maybe, you know, I see beauty and there's those tempting thoughts to, to, to bring that to mind. Okay. And sometimes I ask it as a question. Is God enough? Wow. That's is good. my wife enough? And, and I have to be honest and I go, well, yes, he is enough. My wife, yes, she is enough. Yes, I am content. I have enough, you know, and, and that's a, to me, mm. a lot of times the, the, the temptation of beauty to try to take us to a lustful place is attacking that very core issue of, of dis- enough. And discontentment. Is God enough? Is my wife enough? Yeah. And and the reality is when you can st- say, yes, my God is enough, my mm. wife is enough, I have enough, I'm content, it's amazing what that will do to, again, bring perspective. Because I think what what the temptation does is it, it, it takes us to a place that takes us out of perspective. Things get out of whack. Yes. So I'm going to say a few more lines, and then I'm going to repeat that close, because that's my close. Oh, <laughs> no, that's good. So that's not mine. When you see something that's beautiful, you say, hey, that's not mine. Mm-hmm. Move along. That's not mine. I don't need to know that. And that's not good for me. Hey, that's not good for me. Don't play here. That's not good for me. Right? You have to have some thought. I want to be faithful. I want to be faithful to my God. Or I want to celebrate my life. My wife, my God. Mm-hmm. And so the close is, the ultimate close, and and I leave it with you, is my God is enough, my wife is enough, I have enough, and I'm content. Mm-hmm. So, guys, challenge yourself with a Bible verse, with the truth, with an insight. That's our challenge today. Thanks for being with us, and we look forward to having you back here again next week on the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.